Christmas Day. <laughs> oh, I've were you ready? Bro? I thought we were doing. I thought we were doing a duet there. You didn't do the bass, bro. Dum 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 dum. Shoo doop. Church Father Friday, um, or should we? Should you know? Or Kirk Father Freidag. Welcome to Kirk Father Freidag. Hey, way. <laughs> you cut out and then came back on this really weird spot. So it sounded super weird. <laughs> anyway, all right, cool. So hey, we've got something cool. We were gonna, we're gonna we we read through the infancy um, Gospel of Thomas last. Friday, if you didn't yeah. catch that one, go back and have a look if you're interested. Um, now we've got something that's slightly more orthodox, um, the Didache. Slightly. Slightly. Didache yeah. from the, it's the teaching of the 12 apostles, apparently. The Lord's teaching to yeah, the so heathen that's, that's the by the 12 apostles. title of it. Yes. I mean, yeah. the Didache means teaching in Greek. Um, and yeah, it's claimed to be this, uh, well, what is the dating on it? It's pretty early. So it's very early. So, I mean, there's there's a little bit of debate, but um, some people are willing to say it's as early as mid-first century, like 50 to 70. Wow. It's probably later than that. So it's uh, listening to James White, he reckons maybe between 80 and 120 or 140. Mm, that's still early. So right? it's, yeah. it's, it's first, it's, 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 I think the, the common consensus is it's probably late first century. Yeah, right. So it, we're, we're really early. And that, that raises the first question, does early mean better? Yeah, no, that's a great question. What do you say no, um, no, because of the New Testament itself, which tells us that early, early, early things were going wrong, and uh, you know, uh, really, the last half of the New Testament is all about kind of you know trying to keep back these encroaching heresies. So it it just uh, it always amazes me when people you know think that. I mean, obviously, there's an authenticity. And a close closeness to the event itself, which is you know, it factors in. It's helpful um, if something is you know discovered or written in, in the nineteenth century. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of time to cover before you know, or at least uh, there's a lot of lot of stuff to account for that that happened in between. So you don't have that when you have something early, but it's not a guarantee, basically. And uh, we no. have to keep that in mind. There are other factors, um, like what are they saying is a big one. You know, in light of the the great weight of of um, of uniformity of doctrine in you know what is just very well established in, in the canon. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it, if it contradicts, then obviously you've, you've immediately you got to raise an eyebrow, eyebrow, eyebrow at least. Well, nearly couldn't say that. Yeah. Um, I mean, right. you've got very early groups like uh, the Ebionites. Yes, exactly. You know, the who denied the deity of Christ. Yeah. They were right. very early. They were mm -hmm. very Jewish, but they were also very wrong. Uh -huh. um, Great point. So early doesn't guarantee the um, truthfulness. No. Yeah, and this was actually, this yeah. is, we've got to be careful, I suppose, because one of the, uh, if anyone's ever been into the New King, or the, at least the King James only debate, you know, they don't like the, um, the text, the Greek text behind the new translations precisely because they've adopted the earlier ones and their whole argument is earlier isn't better and it's kind of interesting but yeah we're, we're not just saying that this alone is the thing it's it's just together with other things this becomes just one of the factors you have to consider it's not it's not a slam dunk if it's early yeah 
there is a fallacy. Um, so in our engagements with Gloria Vale, one of the things that they sort of dig into is they see their way of life as being faithful to the early church. Yes. So they got involved with a scholar called uh, David Burkott. Uh-huh. And he he's written a book called Will the Real Heretics Please Stand Up? Mm-hmm. It's an incredibly basic and popular level book. Okay. And this was a guy who was um, originally an evangelical who decided to become an Anglican mm-hmm. and then later became an Anabaptist. And so, wow. you know, one of the Anglican tendencies is you go, you know, well, we see that Ignatius, who, who wrote in the, uh, you know, almost after the death of John, right there at the beginning, yes. he spoke about bishops right. as single bishops. So mm-hmm. therefore, mm-hmm. the earlier it is, the more correct mm-hmm. that it is. That's actually a great and, point. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so this guy, David Burkhardt, yeah, so he looks at all this, you know, the teaching on <coughs> uh, things like divorce and remarriage. Yes. Um, which was extremely conservative that, you you know, you, you no one could ever remarry. Mm. And so just because it's a very, very early view that automatically makes it correct. Yeah. And uh, that is a fallacy. Yes. And I think as you begin to read through the books, and we'll read through the Didache, that does become apparent. Yeah, I mean, even just uh, Ignatius and Polycarp and all that, we'll get to that stuff as well. Um, where yeah. you, you just, uh, yeah, they, these guys are the disciples of the Apostle John. I mean, that's legit. But, I mean, you just... There's there's some there's a marked difference between them and uh, unfortunately you know, and it's just uh, one of those things that you have to deal with. But as Baptists as well, it doesn't sway us very easily to know that something was early. I mean, like a, the big argument is, oh, infant baptism started so early. Wow, look how early. But the problem with that is, you know, uh, heresies were starting early. You know, and the reasons they were baptizing infants really, really early were were not good. You know, and um, and so, yeah, yeah, early, again, not a slam dunk. Early is important, though, and I do want to say that. You know, mm-hmm. if something is early, it does have weight to it. It has this uh, authenticity about it. So yeah. it's not like without any credence, but but um, there's something, uh, th- 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 there is more to consider. Um, yeah, and I'm not sure what your experience is, but as you go back in church history, you know, as a, as a much younger Christian, you know, you think everyone believes as I do, and as I go back to church history, I keep finding all these heretics yeah. You know, Augustine, who prayed to Mary, and, you know, all these guys with these absolutely loon ideas, yeah. people who aren't even speaking about the atonement properly. There's not even a mention of substitutionary atonement. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, I know. And so, we, you know, it was actually in becoming a Calvinist that I, I came to grips with church history, you know, that we're saved by grace, not by orthodoxy. Oh, man, totally. You know, and we recognize that, that the Lord sovereignly saved these people. Yeah, I mean, he incrementally led them into truth. Yeah, you know, we would expect that God, we would, we would, if we could tell God what to do, we would, we would tell God to give the first generation of Christians the perfect Bible so the church could be perfect in doctrine all the way through. But the Lord, in His own wisdom, decided that you know the apostles would be the high point and there'd be a drop off. Yeah, soon after their deaths, and there'd be a a long, progressive, slow discovery of the truth. But the church is always there. He's always saved His people by grace, not by orthodoxy. Yeah. And so, you know, when we read church history, we do have to be charitable. And eventually, um, we just get, recognizing that fact. Eventually, we would get Meredith Klein. <laughs> and now we're already in the millennium because that was that was the that was the, <laughs> that was the dawn. Of, no, but um, so the um, you know the thing about that as well is like you know I always tell people like listen. If, if you're feeling like you're just, you've got this down and you're a Mr. Orthodox, you don't want, you don't want to talk to um, other Christians because you've, 
you've just, you know, you're a Mr. Confession with your either your Westminster or 1689 or whatever. Just go read a bit of church history, you know. Just go see mm-hmm. how many people believe what you believe in church history. And not to make the point necessarily whether the doctrine itself is right or wrong, but just to show exactly what you've just said. Like you have, yeah. you just, it's one of those things. You just have to come to uh, reconcile yourself yeah. to the fact that, I mean, dude, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a big tent. That's all I'm saying, you know. Yeah. Um, the seeds are there. The yeah. seeds of our understanding are there, but the, nowhere near as fully developed as we see. And so as we go through the Didache, we'll yeah. see that, uh, the Didache, if we want to say it in an anglicized way, you mean the is uh, basically the, the Didache. That's the, the Italian da- way. <laughs> the uh, Dachi no, wait, is wait, wait. Afrikaans way. The 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 Didache. The Japanese way. The Didache. The Didache. That's like the millennial way. That's the millennial way. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, if you but if you put it into Grammarly, it'll put a space. Anyway. Um, Didache. <laughs> The, like Pasaki. That'd be the rock spider way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. No one knows right. what a rock spider is. But before we derail completely. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, so so sh- shall we begin? Let's. Where, are we going to do the whole thing? How are we going to do this? Well, I think we, we should try and do it maybe over uh, Friday and Saturday uh, right, and just sweet. see how we go. It's, it's, so, I mean, the, the letter, it's, 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 it's short. Yeah. It's only two, around 2,300 words. So my, my sermon, in 40-minute 40, 40 minute sermon is 3,500 words, but that's with all the preaching in between the, the written words. Yeah. So it's, technically it'll take 10 to 20 minutes to read if you don't stop for any discussion. Right. All but right. Uh, maybe yeah. just a little bit of background. Mm. Um, it's well, reckoned that this was written from a J- Jewish... Yeah, yeah. You want, what do you want to say? I was just going to say, if you want to get on and read with us, uh, you can go to thedidache.com. It's a Roman Catholic website, but still you can get the... The text there. Well, so. I actually bought, I bought a Kindle version. I've got a translation here by Curse Up Lake. Oh, nice. Cool. So, yeah. yeah. Or so, you can do that if, you, if you're running the money like Nick. $1.69. Oh, Amazon. boy. I mean, do you have to convert that to New Zealand dollars, though? You probably do, which makes it $5. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just wanted something for my Kindle so I could highlight and take cool notes. Yeah, no, totally. Not have Absolutely. to use a PDF app. Plus, you probably got a quality yeah. quality translation, and you don't have to rummage around with this Roman Catholic stuff on this on this website. So, <laughs> hope yeah. so. I mean, it's got like a picture of the Didache, and then it goes the Lord's teaching to the heathen by the twelve apostles, and then it's got a picture of Peter, the prince of the apostles, and the first pope. So Ooh. that's that's what you're dealing with right there on the Didache.com. But yeah, anyways. Yeah. Iconic, iconic. Yeah. Okay, so background is um, the theory is that it's written from Jews to Gentiles. So if you look at the first uh, chapter there, chapter zero, mm-hmm. the Lord's teaching to the heathen mm-hmm. by the 12 apostles. Mm-hmm. So the heathen would be the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is seen to be that, that that's a denomination that only the Jews would use. Yes. And uh, the way that it's structured. Uh, the way in which the prayers are structured are like Jewish prayers. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it just seems to be very Jewish. And it, a, it definitely has got that James kind of feel to it. Very much so. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it starts with a big, and so just part of the background is it was given um, as part of a uh, sort of a, con- a code of conduct for those who are going to get baptized. Mm. So before you got baptized, you would have to sort of memorize this type of thing. Mm. And this would be your, what you memorize before you got baptized is a way of introducing you to the Christian life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a lot of doctrine. No. It's, it's a practical manual. It doesn't have a lot of gospel either. 
No, yeah. there's no mention of justification. It's 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 the emphasis is on the two, you know the, the worship, yeah. the preaching, mm-hmm. and your morality. Yeah. Totally. Um, so yeah, it is it is minimalistic in that sense. Yeah. And yeah, so it's it's quite similar to um, virtue lists and vice lists that we would find firstly in the New Testament, but we find them in the first century world in general, also amongst the Essenes and the Qumran communities. Um, so. Very Jewish in flavor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It's it's got. It reminds me also. Just just think. It almost. Uh, have you ever read the Imitation of Christ? I have. Yeah, so it's got that Imitation of Christ vibe, don't you think? Yeah, well, that's because it's so do this, do this, exactly. do do do. It's just, it's just like, but it's not just do that. It's it's kind of like make up your own thing, you know, like make up your own do this and do that. That's that's what strikes me about it. But let's read, and we'll we'll make some comments as we go. Cool. So chapter zero, the Lord's teaching to the heathen by the 12 apostles, Mm -hmm. chapter one. And chapter one to chapter four is sort of the positive virtue list before it gets into the vice lists. So what we'll do is we'll probably just have to shoot through these quickly. I'll read it. And if you just want to stop me at any point with any thoughts or comments, fire away. All right. Okay. Chapter one, Mm -hmm. there are two, there are two ways, one of life and one of death. And there is a great difference between the two ways. The way of life is this. First, thou shalt love the, the God who made thee. Secondly, thy neighbor as thyself. And whatsoever thou wouldest not have done to thyself, do not thou to another. Sounds pretty familiar, the golden rule. Mm-hmm. Okay, verse 3. Now the teaching of these words is this. Bless those that curse you and pray for your enemies and fast for those that persecute you. For what credit is it to you if you love those that love you? Do not even the heathen do the same. But for your part, love those who hate you and you will have no enemy. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar? It does. Kind of like, like New uh, Testament. Yeah. Jesus never said fast. Jesus Jesus never said fast for those who persecute you, but this is this is quite Jewish and the, the whole fasting thing does come through that way. Right, and totally. And maybe, you know, if you put it in the category of someone preaching as well, you know, it, it's just an extrapolation of that idea, you know, which is fine. Yeah. yeah. Abstain from carnal and bodily lusts. Now we don't know what they mean there. Do they mean eating nice things? Perhaps Mm. if any man smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also, and thou wilt be perfect. Mm. If any man impress thee to go with him one mile, go with him two. If Mm. any man take thy coat, give him thy shirt also. Mm -hmm. If any man will take from thee what is thine, refuse it not, not even if thou canst. Mm -hmm. Give to everyone that asks thee, and do not refuse, for the Father's will is that we give to all from the gifts we have received. Blessed is he that gives according to the mandate, for he is innocent. Woe to him who receives, for if any man receives alms under pressure of need, he is innocent. But he who receives it without need shall be tried as to why he took and for what. And being in prison, he shall be examined as to his deeds, and he shall not come out thence until he pay the last farthing. Mm-hmm. There's just a bit of an amalgamation of something Jesus said with Truly. something that he didn't mean. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But concerning this, it was also said, let thine arms sweat into thine hands until thou knowest to whom thou art giving. <laughs> so you're wow. clutching your coins until yeah. you know, you're sort of sweating over your deliberation of who you're going to give it to. Mm. So that's chapter one. All and, right. it, you know, it's just a mishmash of some some of the Sermon on the Mount yeah. um, with a very high, you know, it's almost a very basic, literalistic, simplistic, hyper-literal approach to some of the things Jesus said. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, you could spin things. I mean, what's interesting is that, and you, and thou will be perfect. I mean, you know, and what you could get hyper picky there and go, okay, well, you know, that's not exactly true, but, but, you know, in light of the, the actual rhetoric that Jesus himself uses and, you know, in light of what they, it's not enough to, to, to discard it at this point. No, and often in the in the Bible, when the uses the word "perfect," it often means mature. Exactly. So there is there is so that possibility that, exactly. they, that they could be using it in that way. Yeah. Yes. All right. Second commandment, chapter two. All right, but the second, yeah, second commandment of the teaching is this: mm-hmm. Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not commit sodomy. So there it is. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not commit fornication. Thou mm-hmm. shalt not steal. Thou mm-hmm. shalt not use magic. Thou shalt not use filtries. What, what's your translation say there? Uh, full trees. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Thou shalt not procure abortion, mm-hmm. nor commit infanticide. So there is a distinction. So it's including our, our understanding of what abortion is. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. Thou shalt not commit perjury. That's lying. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Same thing. Thou shalt not speak evil. Thou shalt not bear malice. Thou shalt not be double-minded, nor double-tongued, nor be double-tongued. Uh, for to be double-tongued is the snare of death. Right. And, thy uh, speech shall not be false record, nor vain, but completed in action. Sorry, we got a little lag there. But for the record, a full tree is a drink supposed to arouse love and desire for a particular person in the drinker. A love potion. Ah, so don't use them. Love potion. Don't use full trees. Oh, man. Don't take the little blue pulse. Ah, There you go. Totally. (laughs) You heard it from the dedicated first. (laughs) (laughs) Thy speech shall not be false nor vain, but completed in action. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not be covetous, nor extortionate, nor a hypocrite, nor malignant, nor proud. Thou shalt make no evil plan against thy neighbor. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt hate no man, but some thou shalt reprove, and for some shalt thou pray, and some thou shalt love more than thine own life. Yeah. Okay, so that was the right. second part right, of just, the commandment. That was a, it, it felt fancy, you know, fancy around the law kind of thing. Yeah, look, it's it's just a virtue list, and apparently this was pretty common for the time. I mean, Paul gives a, a little something like this in most of his epistles, just not quite that long, and there's a lot more gospel around it where he, he moves from the imperative, uh, the indicative to the imperative. Mm-hmm. This is just a lot of imperatives and full trees. So it's it's lost that gospel, it's lost that gospel balance. <laughs> so does yours um, yeah. does yours say? Because mine says, "Thou shalt not use full trees. Thou shalt not procure abortion." Yes. Wow. Interesting. Nor commit infanticide. So abortion was where you kill the child in the womb. Yeah. Infanticide is once the children have been born, yeah. you uh, <clears throat> expose them. So you, what would often happen is people would just leave their children exposed overnight. Yeah. And sometimes the, the Christians would go through the streets at night picking up all these kids yeah. that had been left out and adopting them into their families. Mm. Plus one for the for the decay. Yeah. There we go. All right. <laughs> Chapter three. All right. Just stop me when we're running out of time. No, that's good. All right. My child, flee from every evil man and from all lacking. <laughs> Be not proud, for pride leads to murder, nor jealous, nor contentious, nor passionate. For from all these murders are engendered. My mm-hmm. child, be not lustful, for lust leads to fornication, nor a speaker of base words, nor a lifter up of the eyes. For from all these is adultery engendered. My child, regard not omens, for this leads to idolatry. Neither be an enchanter, nor an astrologer, nor a magician. Neither wish to see these things, for from them all is idolatry engendered. 
My child, be not a liar, for lying leads to theft, nor a lover of money, nor vainglorious, for from all these things are thefts engendered. Mm. My, my child, be not a grumbler, for this leads to blasphemy, nor stubborn, nor a thinker of evil, for from all these are bl blasphemies engendered. I mean, I think we can see here the method of Christ where he not only forbids the seed of, of murder, which is anger. <laughs> it's the best it's one. This is actually the best chapter. I found like when I read it through, it just that, that little section shines, you know, it's just got a solid sense of it's almost like you'd see Peter talking like that. And um, yeah, and it's just, it's just right. Yeah. And it's just it makes sense. You know what I mean? It's not so random. It just totally uh, it's a good exposition of the law, essentially. Mm. Yeah. Verse seven. Be thou meek, for the meek shall inherit the earth. Be thou long-suffering and merciful and guileless and quiet and good and ever-fearing the words which thou hast heard. Thou shalt not exalt thyself, nor let thy soul be presumptuous. Thy soul shall not consort with the lofty, but thou shalt walk with righteous and humble men. Receive the accidents that befall to thee as good, knowing that nothing happens without God. That's great advice. That's yeah. the sovereignty of God right there. Totally. Yeah, yeah. right. Chapter 3 is my fave. All right, sweet. <laughs> now, cool. you know, what so I want to—I want to make sure we get yeah. to the Eucharist bit, um, but we can do that tomorrow. Um, so, yeah. So the virtue. So if we get to the end of chapter uh, six, uh -huh. then that should be the end of the virtue and vice list. All right, cool. Let's go. All right, so we're in chapter four now. Yeah. My child, thou shalt remember day and night him who speaks the word of God to thee, and thou shalt honor him as the Lord. Now, listen to this. I thought this was pretty good. Mm. For where the Lord's nature is spoken of, there is he present. Mm. Mm. Is that preaching as a means of grace? That was awesome, except that I don't know where he's going with that. Like, the, you know, remember the one who speaks the word. It almost <laughs> feels like you're going to get to a bit of a kind of veneration of the of the person speaking. Well, there is a mention of apostles, I mean, uh, bishops and deacons, but then there's a distinction between bishops and deacons and apostles and teachers. So right. there's, there's nothing too heavy at this point because no papal infallibility or anything like that. Right. But um, yeah, just thought that was very interesting. Me too. Yeah, I, I the noticed Lord's that. the Lord's nature is spoken of, there is he present. And that's I awesome. thought, wow. That's <laughs> What's really cool about that is that if this has any connection to like what actually the, the kind of thing that was floating around at the time, you know, in terms of it's just the way yeah. that people thought and it'd just be such an awesome confirmation of those kinds of doctrines, you know, just to, just to mm. see people think, because that's quite a technical way to think, you know, and you almost think that yeah, you need the Reformation to even get to that point. But if they already have it present there, it's, it's just a, it's a validation. Well, of Calvin kind. was a student of the fathers, wasn't he? That's so true. Yeah. You might have. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, in fact, on that point, and I realize I'm dragging this out now, but um, I've just finished listening to this course on Augustine, which is really, really good. And uh, what I just noticed was I, I constantly had to remind myself I wasn't listening post-Reformation, post, uh, you know, just actually quite like lucid, awesome theology. Uh, yeah, because all, they all got it from him, you know, and you just kind of realize, wow, yeah. that's so true. It's actually there in the text, you know, so, yeah. Augustinian monk, Luther, oh, yeah. Amazing, yeah. Cool. <coughs> Verse 2. Mm. And thou shalt seek daily the presence of the saints, mm. that thou mayest find rest in their words. That's great. Have daily fellowship with Christians. <laughs> thou shalt not desire a schism, yeah. <clears throat> but shalt reconcile those that strive. So peacemaker. Thou shalt give righteous judgment, for thou shalt favor no man's person in reproving transgression. Mm. Thou shalt not be of two minds, whether it shall be or not. 
Be not one who stretches out his hands to receive, but shuts them when it comes to giving. Of whatsoever thou hast gained by thy hands, thou shalt give a ransom for thy sins. Okay, that's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's verse 6 again. Uh-huh. Of whatsoever thou hast gained by thy hands, thou shalt give a ransom for thy sins. Yeah, that's so crazy. they might mean this in a very innocent way. <coughs> totally. Like a sacrifice of praise or yeah. you know, putting the best spin on it as possible. Totally. But there's, there's a seed thought here which is going to grow and become a terrible monster later on. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Verse 7. Thou shalt not hesitate to give, nor shalt thou grumble when thou givest, for thou shalt know who is the good paymaster of the reward. Mm -hmm. Thou shalt not turn away the needy, but shalt share everything with thy brother. And here's a a wrong thought, some communism coming through. And shalt not say that it is thine own. Mm. For if you are sharers in the imperishable, how much more in the things which perish? So here we see a little bit of a, a denial of private property, yeah. which I think is not biblical at all. Yeah. But it, it, it might just be a reflection of some of the thinking that was going on in the early church. Right. But you can't help. And just knowing the way church yeah. history went and the monastic thing, you just can't. It, it obviously is moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, verse 9. Thou shalt not withhold thine hand from thy son or from thy daughter, but thou shalt teach them the fear of God from their youth up. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not command in thy bitterness thy slave nor all thine handmaid who hope in the same God, lest they cease to fear the God who is over you both. Mm-hmm. For he comes not to call men with respect of persons, but those whom the Spirit has prepared. Mm. But do you who are slaves be subject to your master as to God's representative in reverence and fear? So there's a little pro-slavery stuff going on there. Uh-huh. Thou shalt hate all hypocrisy and everything that is not present to the Lord. Thou shalt not forsake the commandments of the Lord, but thou shalt keep what thou didst receive, adding nothing to it and taking nothing away. In the congregation thou shalt confess thy transgressions, and thou shalt not betake thyself to prayer with an evil conscience. This is the way of life. Okay. So that's the way of life. And then five and six is the way of death. Right. Maybe, maybe that is a good time to chop it. Let's uh, just think cool. time-wise, because uh, we should be able to get through way of death and into the cool stuff that comes after that. Because we want to, yeah, what do you think? Sounds good. All right, sweet. So if you're interested, Didache, folks, that's what I'm saying. Didachi, go read it <laughs> and join us uh, tomorrow for Sacred um, Saturday. Sacred Saturday. Mm. Sacred Father Saturday. What is that? What is that Roman Catholic... Um, theology degree you get the the sacred theology degree or something anyway i can't remember that sacred theology stay tuned for sacred theology tomorrow thank you Mm -hmm.